Welcome to the podcast. We do recover with Jared Miller, your host. And I'm Dr. Terry Sellers, your co-host. This is a podcast about recovery from addiction. We want to talk about what successful recovery can look like. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. All right, folks, we are back in the saddle. We are mic'd up, psyched up, and about to get plain silly. I'm your host of this thing, Jared Miller. You're listening to We Do Recover. I am joined in studio today by your co-host, our medical expert, the doc, Terry Sellers. Jacked up, sacked up, and want to be mic'd up. I don't know what I mean. <laughs> I just I made some it. crap up. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. All right. And, of course, this thing wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for our producer, Sean Denovan. Hey, guys. Love that guy when he's not on vacation all summer. Oh, passive aggressive. All right. Yeah, that was. Wow. This podcast is recorded in sunny St. George, Utah. Says the guy who just got married. Episode 46, part one, is brought to you by Steps Recovery Centers, where addiction ends and healing begins. If you or a loved one need help, please give them a call. The number is 801-800-8142. And I've said it the last couple weeks, but I really mean it. Like, give them a call, even if it's not a good fit for you. They are, it's crazy. When I first started working in the treatment industry, I thought of it, it was like cells, right? For some reason I equated the two and I thought, you know, they, they work against each other, the different treatment industries. And I was sadly mistaken. A lot of times they have great relationships. They have incredible referral systems and they all work together. It's amazing to me to watch these guys that go out and do intake and marketing, go out and play golf, go out and get lunch together, talk about different, um, cultures that they're seeing inside of their treatment center. You can kind of speak on that a little bit, right, Doc Sellers? Uh, yeah, well, can I, uh, I don't know if you saw my Facebook post a couple of weeks ago, but I, uh, I, I want to relay a really quick story yeah. about that. There's, we have a friend of the, we have a couple of, we have a number of friends of the show, not, you know, it's not like we have 10,000, but we have one or two. Yeah, 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 yeah. A couple, right? <laughs> so I was out playing golf about three weeks ago with Christian Smith and, uh, Dave Cox, who's been on the show. Yeah, love those guys. Yeah. And um, Christian's, I'm riding in the cart with Christian, and Christian got a phone call from John Red, another friend of the show, right? Great dude. Okay, this was the, uh, this maybe is the most ethical thing I've seen in, in treatment in a long time. Because there is some, there is some stuff that's not always ethical, right? Yeah, I mean, oh, of course. There are people who have who are in it for the dollar signs and that sort of thing. And well, I mean, you work in the industry, so it can't right. be that ethical. Well, right. I'm in it for the dollar <laughs> signs, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Which I'm making a third of what I used uh, to make, but whatever. Um, no, but uh, John Red called Christian Smith and said, "Hey, listen, I have this girl who I'm about to go pick up for treatment at Spirit Mountain, which is where he works. I think it's called Spirit Mountain. Sorry." John, if it's not, um, but she has been to your Christian's now working for Wasatch recovery. Um, and John said, Hey, she's been to your treatment before. I'm going to give you a shot at her to see if she wants to come back to you guys before, if you can get a hold of her or get in contact with her in the next 15 or 20 minutes. Cause I'm scheduled to go pick her up, but I wanted to just give you guys a shot at her first. And I'm like, so cool. Okay. So that's right. That's it. Yeah. That's the, that's the part where you're right in this industry. There are for sure a bunch of really good people that are trying to do really good work and thanks. And, um, one of those, I just said, thanks for the producer turning up my mic. Sorry if you couldn't hear me. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know why I you're say that. Fine. Just keep going. <laughs> I know. I don't know why I stop and say that. It's so dumb. Like nobody knows what I'm talking about. Um, but anyway, I think there's a bunch of really good hearted people in this industry working to help other people. And I think that that's the right mentality to have, right? The limited resource mentality. I kind of equate it to, if I can get a little uh, philosophical here and go off on a tangent, I equate it to like fishing. If you are the only, if you only have your fishing reel, right, out to catch a fish. Yeah, the reel's not actually out. It's the line that's out. Thank you. Yeah. So if you yeah, have- The reel your, stays with you. <laughs> <laughs> if you have your Sorry. line out, you're only going to catch so many fish. Right. If you have a net or a network of people that you work with, right, and, and you're good to them and, and you guys have a strong network and your net's good and strong and stable, you're going to catch way more fish. Oh, for sure, Right. Because what that's going to do now is Christian's going to call John someday. Absolutely. Right, because he remembers that. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. Those things never hurt you. Yeah. You're always going to come back to be helpful. And it's really the kind of the same concept with community, right? We talk about the four pillars, 
biopsychosocial, spiritual, so social community, same thing in recovery. Like if your fellowship, if your network of people in your recovery community is small, you're going to have a hard time when you're going through a crisis or when you need somebody to be there. Right. Versus if you have a list of numbers and names and people that you've created a connection with, a lot of times you don't even have to call. If they start seeing something a little sideways with you, they'll call and reach out to you. Same concept. I love it. I know. I've gone off on a tangent. Hey, no, no, no. Listen, tell them who our guest is today, first of all. Uh, nobody. Right. We are talking about, <laughs> we've hit a milestone, everybody. We've hit a milestone. So we've hit one year this month. It's been a beautiful journey. Um, yeah, so so let's let's kind of recap. What were some of the favorite things or what were some sure. of the common yeah. common themes that we took from, from last year's podcast? Sure. So let me uh, point out one other thing. For our one-year anniversary, our producer has come up with a uh, thing where uh, Facebook comments are now on a screen that we can see. Yeah. Right? Before, either we had to have our Facebooks open and be checking our phones, which... Uh, distracting. Which is distracting, right? And I, and I can't do two things at once because I'm not a female. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry if that was sexist. It probably was. Um, but I, I'm incapable of doing two things at once, usually. But uh, so... Uh, Judy Miller. I don't know if you know who she is. Judy, uh, my sweet mama. Oh, uh, mom. Yeah. She's the mom of the podcast. Judy Miller commented morning. Anyway, if you have comments on any episodes now and in going into the future, if you have comments, you can uh, put them on Facebook and we'll see them. And if we can, we'll try to address those things. If people have questions or if they have ideas or anything like that, we can see them during live during the podcast now and, and make comments about them on the show. Absolutely. So, and we're going to get into this a little bit later because we want this to be a part of the show moving forward topic based and be able right. to involve as many people as possible. And I love that people have come on and been vulnerable and shared their stories. Absolutely love that. Right. You know, I, I feel like, um, that's a big part of why I share is in hope that it can reach somebody that it can correlate with somebody that's going through something similar and spark something inside of them to, to make a change right. and to move into a different space in life, a healthier space in life, a recovering space in life. And so I just want to thank everybody that's come on because I only have my story. Right. It can only reach so many people. Right. But the more people that we can come on with different perspectives, different things they've gone through, I feel like the more people we can reach. So, man, just from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys, all of our past guests. Really appreciate you. So people have gone through a bunch of different things, right? But there's, a, there's some common themes. Absolutely. There's some things that we have seen in this year of podcasts and we've had a bunch of different guests and some super, uh, interesting people, right? I mean, I've learned a lot of stuff about a lot of people, some that I didn't know before, some that I have known. I mean, you know, some of the guests I've been able to invite on, so I knew them before. And then some guests that you've invited on, I didn't know before and some I did. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you. I'll start with the common theme that I see, and that is uh, a lot of people come on, and as they're telling their story, in the early part of their story, one of the things that happens is they they felt like they didn't fit in. Yeah. Yeah, that was a common theme. Yeah, and so what, what they do when they don't feel like they fit in is they turn to something to sort of loosen up that feeling inside. And mm. uh, drugs and alcohol will do that on a temporary basis. I mean, drugs and alcohol will, uh, loosen inhibitions for sure. Alcohol does. Right. And drugs make you just feel a little, I don't know, they make you feel different. And if you feel, if your current feeling is I don't fit in and you want to feel, and you want to feel different, drugs and alcohol can work for that. Which makes total sense because of course you're going to feel a little bit more relaxed. And of course you're going to feel a little bit happier when you've got tons of dopamine running through your brain. Right. I mean, I don't got to tell you that Dr. Sellers. Is that, was that important? Do you need to take that call? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's, it's not important. About but does that make sense? Like if I'm feeling super good, of course it's going to lower my anxiety. It's going to lower my, you know, so, so it makes sense. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, but I, you know, my comments on that particular theme are there's a, I saw a couple of things recently on Facebook, which I found to be very interesting. But, uh, one of the comments is, uh, the opposite of that comment, frankly, is, or the opposite of that idea is, I saw a thing on Facebook that said we sometimes compare our intentions <clears throat> with other people's actions. Ooh. Right? Yeah. So we compare how we feel inside with how other people look outside. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. We compare how we compare, like, of course you did something that offended somebody, but you had a good heart. So we, we sometimes will let ourselves off the hook because we have a good heart. We all think we have a good heart, right? Nobody thinks we're very few people think they're doing something to harm somebody intentionally, but occasionally we harm other people and we, we, we think, well, I had good intentions. And then you see somebody else harm somebody. It's like, Oh, that guy's a jackass. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, um, but the other thing is, uh, I saw another thing on Facebook that was, uh, apparently I spend too much time on Facebook, right? <laughs> um, Oh, what was the second thing? I can't remember. You can think of that one while I take mine. So, so mine was the gift of desperation. Just about every guest that's come on has gotten to a point where they realized kind of the truth in this thing. I feel like substance use disorder, it's addiction. Okay. I want to sound too technical here. I'm all about for the people. So in an addiction, your brain starts, you buy into this concept that drugs or alcohol are going to make everything better. And again, we've talked about it for a while. It may work. That's the hook of the lie. But eventually, it doesn't. It ruins your life. It's temporary relief for a chronic problem. Right. And it compounds that problem over time. And they all were given the gift of desperation. They all realized, hey, eventually I've got to make a change. I can't continue to do this forever. It's going to kill me. Right. That was a common, common theme. Yeah. And the problem with that is how do we teach that? Like, how do we, because for, for most people, the first time they used worked. Like it did what they wanted it to do. They felt like they fit in or they felt, um, you know, they just felt more self-confident or their pain went away or their, you know, their trauma was forgotten for a few minutes. Yeah. And so initially it does work. And if you could, if somehow people could use drugs and alcohol for that purpose for a, a few weeks or a few months, then probably everything would be okay. But the nature of the stuff is, if you use it for a few months, you're hooked, right. you're addicted. And the, the addiction part is you can't leave it very easily on your own. You're compelled to continue using because it made you feel better. And if you stop using, you're going to feel worse. And if you stop using, you're actually going to feel worse than you did before you used. And so it's hard to teach that concept to people of, Hey, don't try this once. Cause if you do, you might love it. And if you do love it, then the, then you get the end. You get to where you get the gift of desperation. Right. And the gift of desperation is, man, my life stinks right now. Yeah, absolutely. It compounds. My life is worse than yep. it was before I started using drugs. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So if we could figure out a way to somehow convey that early, but it's hard. The mm -hmm. thing I wish I could convey is the concept of, um, I hear a lot of like, you know, this uh, evidence-based or 12-step or you know, lo a logical approach or a spiritual approach, and everybody's kind of got their own path. Ultimately though, none of that, all that strategy, none of that stuff even matters if a person's not willing to walk the path that's in front of them. Right. Like, like I don't really know that there's too many bad paths or plans, right? For people to walk. The problem is, is oftentimes they're not ready to walk that path. That's what I wish I could teach is, right. is do you really want to continue to do this? In yeah. other words, are you done? Are you done? Right. Are you ready for something different? Right. Here's how we just, here's how, here's how we describe that friend of the show, Amber Bride. Texted I love it. In, right. All right. Amber. Amber said, for me, my thinking error started as a child and the addiction fed that truth until I was on death's door and didn't want to die. Mm. Right. So yeah. that's, that's getting to the point that we're talking about, uh, the gift of desperation and the, so maybe it's something you can't teach people. Maybe right. it's something they have to learn on their own. Well, that's, a, that's probably the sad reality, right? Yeah. The sad reality is you can try to teach people, but, uh, you know, for any for anybody out there that has children who, so for me, for example, um, I keep wanting to believe that my, the things that happened to me, which were quite negative, right? I lost my license to practice medicine. I lost a large house and I lost an income and I lost a whole lot of respect in the community and self-respect. Um, I would think that that would teach my kids not to touch drugs and alcohol. Mm. And it just doesn't. Right. And I'm not necessarily talking per, per se about my kids, but I'm talking about all kids. Right. So you can't teach them through your, I mean, your example is helpful, but you can't, it doesn't always work to teach them not to touch drugs and alcohol. Yeah. It's Sometimes not a one-to-one -one comparison. Sometimes people have yeah. to learn themselves. Yeah.
Thank you, Amber. We appreciate you sending that. Appreciate it so much. Um, So yeah, what other common themes have we kind of found? And we've had some great guests, really like some super solid guests. And I love it when, when we have people on that have never shared before. Yeah. Because we've had a few of those. Like to talk to them afterwards, they tell me like, you know, I was super scared to do that. And I found like some freedom afterwards. It's a great point. Like they, they, instead of this vulnerability hangover that they were expecting to wake up with the next day, they found like a sense of freedom of sharing their truth, sharing their story. And I love that. That's so cool to me because that doesn't always happen. Can we harken back to how this podcast started? I don't, I don't even remember. That's well, been so I'll, long ago. I'll, I'll, I'll Whole t- year. I'll tell you how, <laughs> I'll tell you where the seed was planted. How was that? I met you. Yeah. Right. And I heard your story and I, th- I said to you, man, you got a great story. You got to share that thing. Yeah. And so that is, um, that that's another sort of common theme is the further along people get in recovery, the more likely they are to share their story because they've gotten further from the stuff that produced shame and guilt and they're deeper into the stuff that produces some self respect and some pride and some, and so it gets easier and easier to tell your story. And, um, we've had a number of people on that are early enough in recovery that they haven't really told their story very much. And once they get on here, like you said, there's been a few, a number of people have commented, man, I thought that was going to be super difficult and it wasn't that bad. Yeah, absolutely. So another thing I want to point out in that too, is (laughs) I kind of have this thing where, so first of all, surrendering, right? The concept of surrendering is understanding and accepting where you're at. And I think a lot of times in early recovery, we somehow in our minds, because we're filled with the shame and the guilt and, and feeling like it's a moral defect instead of a disease, we think to ourselves, if I just stay clean long enough, I'm going to, I'm going to return to the land of the normies, right? I'm going to return to the land and I'm going to sweep all this bad experience underneath the rug and just omit it. Right. And that's what, by you telling me to share my story, I found freedom in that is today I can accept, right. I can surrender that it's part of my story. Right. And it, it, I don't have to be ashamed of it. I can be right. proud of it. The and pe- I, and I don't have to live in the land of the normies. There's right. a whole community of people in recovery that, that will support you, love you, accept you for the way that you are. And oftentimes if, if people don't accept you and love you for, for the way that you are, cause they think it's a moral defect, that's their problem. Well, no question. Absolutely. Right. Those are, those are the types of people you don't really need in your life. Yeah. Like yeah. if they, uh, and I've said this a, a lot before, Um, if they, if I have people in my life who want to judge me over things that I did 18 years ago, (laughs) then I I don't need them in my life. Right. Right. Cause I've done 18 years now of not doing that stuff. Yeah. Right. I've got my own character defects and I've got my own flaws and I've got, but that's not one of them right now. Yeah. Like using drugs and or alcohol is not a problem that I have currently. Yeah. Now. Uh, we've had a couple of guests on that have that have some more slightly more controversial points of view um but the point you just made is i think one of the reasons that i remain clean and sober today is i stay in contact with that part of my life like i don't i don't um i'm not that person anymore but that person is still inside of me somewhere Mm. And the some of the people, not all the people, because I think we've had some guests that have pointed out a different point of view that were really interesting and intriguing to me. But and that's okay. Yeah, like no, like um, I like I am recovered. Todd Sylvester, right? Yeah, right. And his point of view was absolutely valid. Sure. But for me, what I can't do is sweep that under the rug and pretend it never happened. I think I'm still clean and sober because I haven't done that. Yeah, absolutely. Now that may not be everybody's path, but. And here's the important concept or takeaway from that whole thing is it works for him. Right. And he is brave enough to share his truth, right? Despite the fear of being judged, despite the fear of having it be not a popular, um, yeah, popular opinion. So we, we've kind of dived into guests in the past and I love it. And so that's kind of a recap. It's been super good to hear people's stories. Again, I'm super thankful for their vulnerability to come on and share. And hopefully moving forward, we can have same thing. People come on, share parts of their story and tie it into a common theme or a concept, right? So we can do topic-based conversations. We skipped new and goods. 
Dr. Seller, I want to get some positive psychology going on here. Oh What's my new God. and good? What's we new forgot good, we were buddy? doing a podcast. Wow, that's, I mean, we have sort of a format, and we just totally just lost it there for a second. I love it. I love it. New and good for me is, um, what is new and good? I have, uh, I'm clean and sober today. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's not actually that new, though. But it is today. It's new and it's good. Um, drove down last night. Drove through a man a downpour. Really? Did it rain here? Like it did? Yeah, it trickled here. Kind of from Beaver to here was kind of raining hard for a while, <laughs> and it, I almost pulled over. There was a bunch of cars on the side of the road. That was actually interesting and fun because for sure the state needs rain, right? Yeah. Yep. I'm sure that I, I don't live down here, but I'm sure you guys need rain as bad as anybody in the state. Um. I can't think of anything else, but my life is really okay right now. Yeah. Like it's just fine. Hey, if you wake every you wake up every morning and you're clean and sober and doing the deal, right? That's a beautiful thing. That's new and that's good. Yeah. So real quick, just want to acknowledge a couple people. Vanessa, thank you. Yes. Love you too. Congratulations. Vanessa, congratulations to you, sister. Love you. Uh Relentless Recovery, that's Corey. Corey, Re our friend Corey. Yeah, you want to read his? We'll 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 Switch off here. Corey, recovery should be relentless, and you should follow the signs that are being shown to you to guide you in your way. Yes, Corey uh, is a dear friend of the show. Um, you know, one of the things that we did kind of cool in the show is we had a, you did all the work, which is how it works, right? Um, but we had a party, a pool party. Yeah. About, yeah. you know, how long ago was that Four to six months. A few months ago to yeah. get back to people that bought the t-shirts. But Corey was a big part in selling the t-shirts. That man, I'm telling you, he's got a passion. Yeah. He, he's on fire. He's yeah. doing his own thing. If you get that guy pointed in the right direction. Absolutely. And he is. He's point, I'm not saying he's not. But when he gets pointed oh, in the is. right direction, yeah. he's a force. Yeah. And that's the thing that's beautiful about recovery is taking kind of that passion that we, well, <laughs> taking the mistakes that we used to have and that obsession, right, and being relentless about something that was unhealthy and then finding something healthy to reapply that. Right. I absolutely love it. Corey's a great example of that. Yeah, no Thanks, question. Corey. Love you. Yeah. Sean Denovan, what's new and good in your world? Everything's great. Every, everything's fine. Man, you and sellers are fired. I can't keep doing this positive stink, psychology when you guys don't even this. come ready. This is I, the one staple in the show, we guys. We stink at this. That's true. <laughs> you know what? Everything's okay. That's good. That is good. Everything, you know, when there's nothing crazy happening... That's good. Yeah, that's true. You know, it is uh, good. nothing amazing has happened. Work is still work. You I have any, a house. You got any side projects going right now? Um, I DJed the uh, Desert News Marathon last week. Oh, you did? So I was up there. You know, that's interesting. It's a few bucks. Yeah. 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 You know, interesting. Uh, you know, school starts here in a couple weeks. It's nothing. There you go. <laughs> Everything's okay. I don't have anything amazing. Getting ready to take another motorcycle trip next week. Okay, that's amazing. Yeah, go see the parents in San Jose. So. Nice. I'm going to try to make two treks across Nevada, one through Area 51. Oh, man. That'd be and, cool. That'd be and way hope cool. you make it back to us. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I'll be coming back through Highway 50, the loneliest highway in America. If you find any aliens, leave them there, Sean. <laughs> leave them in Area 51. Bringing them with me. If they, <laughs> And if you get probed by the aliens, don't tell us about it later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Sean Denman. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. All right. Hey, what's doing good, brother? New and good. Just got married, man. Oh am, my gosh, really? I've been I've been riding that that cloud for for weeks now. It was gorgeous. We we went up to Tony's Grove, had some chairs. So wait, where is Tony's Grove? <laughs> okay, so the the story behind the story here, folks. So Tony's Grove does not allow you to post signs. And me and Doctor Seller's brother Jared went up and we put signs for directions to get up there. Well, that was early in the morning. Then I go back and get ready, and I'm driving up there for the ceremony. And all my signs are gone. Yeah. And I'm like, what the heck? So ends up that if you didn't have your GPS on in the right location, there is no cell service in right. Yeah, in the canyon. So right. so Dr. Sellers was not able to make it I, to the ceremony. I, I'm guessing I was less than half a mile away. <sighs> Dude, I'm so sorry. I really am. That's unbelievable. I, I, I appreciate you driving okay. up there. No, no, it's fine. But that's my new and good. I am so man, I'm gonna get emotional. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm super blessed That's new to have good. Mandy in my life. Now, see, you made up for all of our lack of new and good <laughs> with that great she, new and good. Mandy's she's amazing. amazing. Yeah, she is amazing. No question. And I would be you crazy to not admit that that I I 
I outkicked my coverage, as they say in football. Uh, yes, I did. did. I outkicked my coverage. So yes, you did. Then ran, and the coverage ran it back for a touchdown. Yeah, buddy. Thanks for, yeah. thanks for being with us here on episode forty-six, part one. Join us for part two. We're going to talk about the direction of the podcast this upcoming year and some things that are going on in the community. Thank you, guys. You are listening to We Do Recover with Jared Miller and co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. We'll be right back after this short break with more of We Do Recover with Jared Miller, sponsored by Steps Recovery Center and the Hilton Garden Inn. I'm Desmond Lomax, one of the clinical executives here at Steps Recovery. And once you become with the Steps family, you're just a part of the Steps family. A lot of us have overcome substances, overcome addiction, and now we're able to help other people. Second of all, we're also going to help you in a way where you can afford to be helped. Third of all, we're going to give you the same quality that many organizations are charging two to three times. And it's more about you than it is about our organization. We welcome you back to We Do Recover with Jared Miller, co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. And now with part two of our podcast, Jared Miller and Dr. Terry Sellers. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. We uh, left off with uh, New and Goods, and Jared was about to start getting all emotional because he's been blessed, so blessed this last few weeks with... uh, Listen, Marriage. it's my eyes were just going to start to sweat. It's not a big deal. Yeah. I mean, it happens. You know what I mean? The eyes can sweat sometimes. It's totally fine. Yeah. Hey, um, <laughs> before we get into uh, interesting, by the way, we were just talking at the break about how we can range topics from aliens to uh, marriage. That's the nature of the podcast. We can yes, go sir. anywhere we need to go. But this second segment is sponsored by the Hilton Garden Inn. It's always bright and sunny at the Hilton Garden Inn. Did you know that? I did know yeah. that. If you're anywhere around, that's a great place to stay. Give them a Google search. And uh, they've got amazing amenities. The pool's amazing. Like, you've been over to the pool. And oh, absolutely. And before. And I stay there every time I'm down, and they're good to me. And uh, But anyway, give Hilton Garden Inn a shot because they'll, they'll steal your business for sure because that's a great place. So one thing I noticed it, it, to kind of reflect back on this year is – um, the Hilton Garden Inn is beautiful. Thank you guys. Love you guys. Appreciate your sponsorship. Yeah. It's a lot easier to get people to come to St. George, Utah in the winter months mm. than it is in the summer months, what? guys. <laughs> I, I, I have guests that are, are wanting to come on and have committed to coming on. And they're like, but yeah, it's too hot right Not now. now. <laughs> it's too hot right <laughs> now, bro. I love you, but it's too hot right now. It is. So. It is hot. I think um, the last time I was down here, I played golf. And we teed off at about uh, 9 or 10 in the morning. I can't remember exactly when. And um, by the time we finished, there was one car in the parking lot. (laughs) Everyone else had gone home. And it was super hot. Yep. Yeah, it was like 117 that day when we finished. It was unbelievably hot. Yeah. When we teed off, it was 109. So, yeah, it's just hot. So check this out. We're going to jump into um, what we would like to see in the next year. I don't really like calling it season two. I like the theme that we're going with right now where we just list off the numbers, you know, so this is episode 46 and keep that rolling. We are going to stop to celebrate, you know, milestones one year, two year. However, I, I don't want to just keep it the same because um, maybe it's just me, but I it tend is, to start. It kind of is you. A I kind of start to get feeling like I, it's I, we're stuck in a rut and yeah, I, I like new I, blood. I see that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting to watch because I'm like, I think we're doing pretty good. Let's not let's not mess it up too <laughs> well, much. I don't, but I don't. Yeah, and I don't want to mess it up too much. I don't want to take away from the beauty of it. I do. I would like though to have people come on and share about their, you know, their experience, but yeah. also have topic based, so we all can just have a rich discussion and and have it be educational. Yeah. You know, again, I've said this before. There are a lot of podcasts out there that have people come on and share their stories, and that's a beautiful thing, right? It, right. it, it promotes um, recovery. It inspires people. There's a lot of love. I also would like for us to distinguish ourselves by being able to have topic-based conversations and have it be an educational piece to it, if that makes sense. So some things that you would like to talk about in this upcoming season. And listen, if you're listening to this, share this yes. episode because 
there may be people that can come in and really share some content on these topics that would blow me and sellers out of the water. And we need those people to come on. Yeah. We need to have people that, right. that feel like they, they can really just crush some of these topics to join us and, and have a, a great discussion. Sure. Please share topics you'd like to hear. Absolutely. Because uh, if, if we get topics that people want to hear, we'll go out and find the guests that will best address that topic. Yeah. We'll go out and find some guests that can talk about that stuff. I've said this from, I've said this from day one, this podcast is for the people, right? So you guys tell us what you want to hear right. and we'll talk about it. We'll try, we'll try to make it happen. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I don't know about you, but I get sick of sharing my story. I, I don't totally, but I, I mean, <laughs> it's all right. So I, but my point is, is Nobody I, I'd I don't want to talk about than me. I don't, <laughs> I don't want it to be about me. I want to, I want to bring some people on and have it be yeah. some topic and some content. So yeah, I get that. So what are some topics that, that you would like to, to talk about? In the well, opinion? for me, you know, it's a medical things, right? There's, right. there's a number of things that I see in our industry that particularly pertain to my side of, of the industry, which is the medical side of things that, um, I either love or I hate. Mm. Uh, I think some interesting things are the sort of rising tide of marijuana use in this country. It's going crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's become, it's become, um, so marijuana was, if you remember the 60s and 70s, marijuana was a, quote, gateway drug, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, now there are treatment centers including it in their treatment, medical marijuana use. That's and, insane. Well, it's, um, yeah, I think there's two sides to the story, but to me it's a little bit off base. Here's the thing, man. So, and, and I don't want to get too much into it because we'll have an episode for right. it, but right. I'm all about, look, if there's more of a natural holistic way to do things, that's me guys. I am on zero prescription medications right now. I take a lot of supplements, a lot of herbal stuff. Right. And, and trust me, I used to have a baggie full of meds at one point in time. So I'm all about taking the, the natural path, finding holistic things. So I guess we're, when we come to the point to talk about marijuana, we're going to have to distinguish prescription based and dosage based overseen by a physician from just recreational use. Yeah, no, there's no question. There's some, there are some distinctions. I think one of the interesting parts of that topic, and I know we're not doing an episode on marijuana right now. It's okay. Yeah. One of the little interesting teaser, things about teaser. that topic is that is there, that is a lot of marijuana advocates. Um, selling point is it's all natural. A lot of people that smoke marijuana are a little bit more onto the sort of natural side of things, mm -hmm. right? Okay. A lot of people won't. A lot of people won't eat anything that's called a GMO, a genetically modified organism. Right. You don't think there's genetics gone into today's marijuana? You are nuts. I mean, that stuff today. Oh, good point. Is so much different than the stuff that kids in my high school smoked when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. Like that stuff used to have seven, six, eight percent THC in it. And today we're 80, 90% THC. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, and so people use this, it's all natural. It's been modified like crazy genetically, number one. And then number two, once you light something on fire and suck it into your lungs, it stops becoming quite natural, frankly. Yeah. And I can see that. I can see that point. Absolutely. And I respect that point. Um, I'm going to play devil's advocate for yeah, a minute yeah, and yeah. I'm all about harm reduction, Sure, right? Like I, I get that. Uh, and, and I'm an abstinence guy. I am. I'm an abstinence based recovery guy for me. However, let's take Joe. Joe has been taking six Dilaudid for back pain for the last three years. He may have had some accidental overdoses in there that he had to get hit with Narcan. And Joe is interested in moving into seeing a doctor for prescription marijuana medication and having it be controlled. And he's willing to do the droplets and he genuinely just wants relief. I'm, I'm, I don't know that I'm against that. Dr. Sellers, I don't know. I can't sit here and, and say that that isn't a good thing because again, harm reduction tells me, look, you don't overdose on marijuana and have the potential to die. There is the potential to, Oh wait, did I take my Dilaudid this morning? Oh, I, I think I forgot to take it. I'm taking another one. Next thing I know I'm nodded out, not breathing. Ambulance is called, right? So, and again, we're, we're diving a little bit too into this, but I love it. I can tell it's going to be a great topic. No, cause I've got a rebuttal for sure. Right. 
Yeah. First of all, Joe, Joe doesn't meet some criteria. If Joe is a chronic pain patient, and not an addict, that's a different story than if Joe is an addict. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's a that's completely fair. different story. <laughs> it's going to be a great topic. Right. I that's, love it. Right. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a great one. Another and thing I'd like to see, another topic I'd like to do some stuff on is, um, for me, uh, the widespread use of gabapentin, which is, uh, I mean, it's so, there's a treatment center I work at where it seems like nobody comes in not on gabapentin. Mm. And gabapentin is abusable. It's a controlled substance in a number of states already. Utah's already looking at it pretty hard. And there's a lot of downfalls to gabapentin that I'd like to bring up and talk about. And um, there's also some research showing that gabapentin helps some things too, as far as addiction even. But uh, interesting topic, because it's, it's widespread misuse. So yeah. I'd like to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I'd love to get some people on to, to talk about that. Yeah. Because look, as those of us that have this disease we call an addiction, right, or substance use disorder, we're really good at justifying and we're really good at saying, Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop using substance A and switch to substance B. Right. Telling ourselves right? No, no, that, <laughs> telling ourselves this is better for me, but abuse is abuse. How many people have I heard say I started using meth to get off of opiates? <laughs> yeah, that's another right? common theme. And, yeah. and they come in for their meth addiction now, <laughs> right. right? But there's my rebuttal to Joe. Joe just went from one, one addictive substance to another. Like, why don't we just put them on benzos instead? Yeah. Why don't yeah. we just put them on meth instead? Like, right? I yeah. mean, that's that's kind of the rebuttal to that thing is, yeah, switching a switching addictive substances is and cross addiction well, that's well, a I, lovely I could topic answer, i could answer that from a harm reduction standpoint go ahead because they're less likely to overdose it's a harm reduction thing it's it's we're maintenance it's maintenance like and until they get to a point where they agree with abstinence-based recovery that may be the safest option for them oh there's no question no question that harm reduction is a great thing but using meth to get off of oh, opiates yeah, no, no, is no, not harm reduction. Right, I was talking about the marijuana thing. Right. Okay. Yep. Yep. So a couple couple topics I would love yeah. to to have people yeah, come on this, and talk so about. So here's what's cool about this is my topics are going to be a lot medical, right? Absolutely. And you're you're on the clinical side of things. So let's hear your ideas for some topics. I would love to have people come in and talk about uh, a lot of different things. So. Because you pointed out that I'm clinical, I'm not going to take a clinical. Well, I guess this kind of can tie into it. Okay. I want to talk about like powerlessness and unmanageability, the difference between the two, what they look like. And I got a guy, I got a guy who, who has said that he's going to come on. I don't like to say names because people sometimes can get cold feet and they don't end up coming on. Uh. But, but Hey, I'm telling you right now, if this guy comes on, he's going to light up these mics. Like he is a strong dude. He knows what he's talking about. He's a fellowship guy. Like he would do a phenomenal job. So I'd like to talk about that. I, I would like to do some like different types of modalities. Absolutely. Right. That's the sure. clinician to me coming sure. out. Right. Some seeking safety, some DBT, some right. CBT and have some harm reduction, harm reduction and have some therapists come in and, and talk about the experiences they've had with these different modalities and the things that they've seen with them. Right. You know, Shalee Webb always says when I first started working underneath Shalee Webb, she's my supervisor. I thought you didn't like to name names. So, so, but this one, she's come on, right? <laughs> We've so, had Shalee on and she was awesome. So I said to her, I said, you know, I don't really know about all these different therapeutic modalities. Like I just kind of want to focus on one. That's the OCD in me, right? Coming right. out. I just want to focus on one and be really good at one. And she's like, wait, you have OCD. Oh boy. You know this. This is old news. I got a story. <laughs> so finish she, your thing and I'll tell you. So she story. says to me, she's like, we, we have different tools in our toolbox, right? And you can't use a hammer as a wrench, right? And, and so if the only thing you're walking around with is a hammer, you're not going to be able to fix a lot of people's, you know, their problems, the things they're struggling with, man. Great, great euphemism. Right. And, uh, so, so yeah. So the saying goes, if, if all you have is a hammer, everything in the world looks like a nail, right? Like you start to adapt the world's problems to your to, tool, yes. which is not the best thing for the, for the, the world's problems. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Because maybe, problem. maybe I can reach somebody with CBT, Right. but I can't get them with DBT right. and vice versa. Right. And maybe there's some people struggling with PTSD and substance use that seeking safety is going to be the absolute best thing to do. Man, X, Y, Z, you got the letters going, don't you? You got the CBT, <laughs> the DBT and the PTSD. Am I making everybody uh, <laughs> busy up in here? Hopefully people are following you. That's a lot of letters. 
Hey, uh, listen, uh, I got a story that you, you started to tell a story earlier and I'm going to compound on it. My brother, uh, Jared was, uh, Love that guy. Yeah. He's, uh, was, they were Jared Miller and my brother, Jared Sellers were roommates at one point. And, um, anyway, I, I came up to the wedding. I didn't quite make it to the actual wedding cause I didn't get far <laughs> enough, but I came to a little thing they had in a park. They had a little kind of reception in a park afterwards. And I came to that and my brother pulls me aside and said, Hey, I experienced J Jared's, uh, Jared Miller. I experienced Jared Miller's OCD. Oh boy. He said we were putting out signs and I, we put out all these signs and I went and I put one out and I got back in the truck and we were going to drive off. And Jared said, hold Jared Miller said, hold on. And Jared Miller got out of the truck and adjusted the sign a quarter of an inch and then got back in. <laughs> My brother said, well, that quarter of an inch probably made all the difference in the world to him. <laughs> Listen, That's I your was, OCD right I, there. It gets worse the more I get stressed. It really <laughs> Oh, does. you were probably stressed that day. I was stressed. Yeah, that's a stressful yeah. day for sure. I'm telling you, last night I was running family group, and I, I saw my mom's comment, topics uh, about how families deal with loved ones and addiction. We'll definitely get to oh, that. Oh, that's a great that's a topic. That's a great topic. Great topic. So Absolutely. I'm, I'm running family group last night, right? Okay. And typically they have a laptop there that I use, but it didn't have the PowerPoint on it that was on on my laptop. So I pull a, you know, I pull a switcheroo and I'm using my laptop and the sound's not working right and the oh, video's no. not, and we can't get oh, it to project. No. And it's just all these things. I was so like overstimulated with my OCD that yeah. I could not even read like certain words. I was oh, skipping them. I was, I was a mess. <laughs> wow. Eventually I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna call on people cause I'm, I just need to breathe for a minute. So it's a real thing, man. Yeah, no question. You guys have seen me when things kind of go haywire. If we come here and Sean's not here and we got a guest and, and my heart rate starts going and I start getting real worked up. I mean, I can't even get oh, yeah. people's names right. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's legit. Yeah. It's all right. That quarter of an inch did make a huge difference, Sellers. Did it? Because <laughs> it didn't make a difference when the ranger came through and tore them all down. It didn't. It didn't. <laughs> Absolutely. The ranger took one look at that sign and thought, that's perfect. Maybe I won't tear that one down. Yeah. No, he tore it down. Vanessa, leave me alone. Jared, OCD, no. Yes, <laughs> she knows me very well. And guess what? Guess what your mom said? What? That's my Jared. <laughs> yeah. Your mom knows. She's seen it. Uh, yeah. Good topic, by the way. Can't quite see Amber. What would you guys say to, uh, hold see. on. We're going to scroll up on that one. What would you guys say to someone like me who had a massive, sorry, I just took over reading. I'm You're good. Go, go. Who had a massive surgery, but I didn't do opioids, but I did use medical marijuana edibles to help with first week so I can manage pain and recover. I did have open conversation with my doctor and my sponsor. Yeah. I think. First of all, what I would say to you, Amber, real quick, sorry to cut you off, is get you down here and get on this podcast. Yeah, that's that's a great thing to say. <laughs> let's do that. Let's not say something to you. Let's let you say it to other people. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, come share your truth, yeah. sister. I come like do the, it. I like the point of view. And but what were you going to say though? Uh, I don't remember what I was going to say now, but. Uh, but honestly, um, I don't know that we need to answer that question in this part because right. we're just talking about future topics. Uh, I don't have a judgment on that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. And it's a it, great. Did it work for you? Okay, great. Yeah. And great. that's what it's about. Now, part of the thing I think in recovery is to take examples of people who came before you and try to follow them and try to do things other people have done and maybe uh, get a bunch of advice beforehand. Well, it sounded like she got some advice. She got a sponsor and she got a doctor. Absolutely. That's advice. Yep. Yeah. And, if and she, she had followed, a safety plan. And, right. And yep. if she followed that advice, more power to you. Yep. Absolutely. I don't think there was anything wrong with that at all. Yeah. In fact, We're, frankly, she avoided opiates, which, again, if you're going to talk about harm reduction, for sure, opiates are way worse than medical marijuana. And yeah. um, and particularly if you, if one of your addictions is opiates. Oh yeah. Big time. Right. Big time. Well, and the technology is getting so good nowadays. They have different things. Like I was watching this documentary on, they put like this acupuncture deal in your ear doc. I don't know if you know about this, but if you don't please study up on it. So, you, so maybe we can have this topic, have this be a topic, but they use like a nerve blocker in different parts of your body to basically shut down your, your pain receptors. So you don't need opiates. Is that a new thing? Kind of. But I'll tell you something about that. Okay, There's yeah, a yeah, device yeah. called the bridge. Okay. And a company makes it. And what it is, is you wear it a little bit like a, it looks a little bit like a hearing aid. And it's got these, um, it's got five little probes that you stick into the ear in, in different places. Actually, it's four probes, sorry, in different places. And it sends electrical impulses through those probes. 
and they're using it now for opiate detox and sometimes completely eliminating the need for medications in opiate detox. I love that. Instead of like tapering, you know, typically opiate detox is you switch people to Suboxone or Subutex, a buprenorphine product, Mm -hmm. and then taper that slowly. These guys are using this device and in almost every single case, being able to uh, decrease the amount of buprenorphine used and in a lot of cases completely eliminate buprenorphine. Just have this device on, it works for five days, take it off five days later and the people don't aren't in withdrawals anymore. That to me is... Fascinating stuff, right? Almost walks hand in hand with the miracle, man. Right. Like that is amazing. Fascinating stuff. Amazing. Yeah, cool. be a great topic, something like that. Yeah, yeah. What other what other topics would you want to get into? New innovations in, uh, you know, all the new innovations we have. So, uh, I don't know. I can't think of anything. You I know, know, it's one that we've talked um, about, like, it, as a society for years, but I see people smoking and I'm like, it's oh, 2021, why guys. Did, why did you not, why did I not come up with that? Yeah, right. smoking for sure is a topic we want to tackle. Yeah, and, and, and look, I know I'm going to hurt a lot of feelings, and I'm sorry, but vaping too? Like, have you ever, so I used to vape, and, and eventually I started to, like, clean out my car, right? My truck, you know, I don't have a car. And the inner windshield of oh, my yeah. truck was yeah. so, greasy. I mean, I had Filmy. greasy, I had to get newspaper, I mean, I had to scrape that stuff off, and that was the day it planted the seed in my brain. If this is what it's doing to my windshield in my exhale, yeah. what does my doing lungs look like? Yeah. So... I get it, right? Great it's point. gonna it's gonna maybe upset some people, but well, I I think it would be good listen, to point out the facts. We don't need to upset people. We need to point out facts. Yeah. And absolutely. if the facts upset you, then you're on the wrong side, frankly. If the facts even if you smoke, if you can listen to the facts, that's great. If that's the, what you should do. You should listen to people's truths and facts. Yeah. If the facts upset you, maybe you need to take right. a look at why. Right. Yeah, There's absolutely. a reason why the facts would upset you. Now if we start hanging judgment, that's a different story. But if we oh. are presenting facts, then yeah. people frankly shouldn't get offended by that. And I don't, might. I don't, I don't judge people. I have people that are having nervous breakdowns that ask if they can go out and smoke and I go out and we'll sit smoke. next to them and talk yeah, to them. And I know I'm going to smell like smoke. I don't care. Right. right? Like I, I want to make sure you're okay. So I don't right. judge. I don't right. think you do either. No, I don't, yeah. I don't really, I don't hang any judgment on that. No. Now I do think it's another addiction. For sure. Well, it's not, I don't think it's another addiction. That's well proven, but, um, but I, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff there we should talk about for sure. Yeah. What else? You got anything else? I, you, you got any guests that you'd like to see on or? At one point in time, I said that sugar is because I heard it. Oh, let's right? do that. In like a, do, in a documentary. I watched too many documentaries. Obviously. You're on Facebook. I'm watching documentaries, but in this documentary, it claimed that sugar is 10 times more addictive than cocaine. Yeah, that's not true. So I would like to to do some, some but sugar is addictive. I want to get. Some, I can't argue that point. So Darcy and her husband, right? You, you know, you know, what I'm talking about Darcy Collins. What is her Who husband's was our first name? Guess. Yes, like I would love for them to come down and do one on fitness and on nutrition. Okay, and on right, like because uh, that's they, part of that's the bio in biopsychosocial spiritual. Right. Like that is that your health, right? Absolutely, that's the kind right. of stuff. I'll I'd bet love that to would be. To. I'll bet they do a really nice job at oh. that. Darcy was our first guest ever. And I feel like we kind of shortchanged her because remember that was back we, before we, we realized. Good. First of all, we weren't very good. Yeah, I was terrible. No, uh, we weren't very good. Okay. We've so, learned, we've learned some things, but it was only, it was only half a segment. It was over zoom. Right. Like, so if Darcy, I'm feeling so bad. I can't remember his name. I see his face in my head. Cause I always watch his stuff on, on yeah. uh, social media, but Get a hold of us. Come down. We would love for you guys to come down, stay at the Hilton, be our guests, and talk about what it is that you guys do and how it how it helps recovery. Absolutely, for sure. Acupuncture. I would like Ooh, to get somebody come in and talk about acupuncture. Well, that would be a cool topic. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. What else? Um, you know, uh, Amber Bride, uh, who we've talked about, yeah, uh, had a comment earlier. Um, uh-oh, Amber Bride just said, I am totally down to come. Let's figure out a date. Amber, I love you, sister, Kay. but we've had dates Kay. twice before. And you... Hey, hey, get off of her case. She's, <laughs> she's volunteering. Let's nail her to Let's it. Let's make it happen, sister. Uh, and then... Uh, but hold on, real quick point, though. I do want to point something out. Is I don't think, and again, I'm not trying to jump in the pity pool here, but I don't think people realize how tough it is when we set dates and then two days before they call and cancel like that. That's difficult. 
There, no, there's a lot we, that goes we've, into this we've had thing. That happen there's a lot tough. that goes into this thing, like from a management perspective and and an organization organizing perspective. That I I feel like so I, I don't have a resentment, right? I love Amber, you know I do, but that is something to point out. Is you do have a resentment towards Amber? No, it's just in general, like yes, people. You if you commit to come onto the podcast, you know, like I always, whenever I commit to go on other podcasts, which I'm going on one this next week, uh, I always make make an effort to to be there. Like right. once I commit, I'm I'm all in. Right now, it's been difficult a few times when we've had some last minute cancellations for sure. We've always managed to pull something yeah. out of the hat, and we can do that. But the truth is, uh, yeah, when when that happens, well, first of all, the guy, the OCD guy, gets a little bit more worked up than the non OCD <laughs> guy does. But uh, hey, we're almost out of time. I'm going to just touch a couple of quick topics again. Um, Judy says, I love the education that your podcasts have given me as well as those who hear your guests' experiences in their life. Thanks, Judy. That's a nice comment, and yeah. I agree. I think hearing people's stories is going to continue to be part of our podcast, It's not, but we might do some more topic-based stuff in the coming year. I think that's going to be really cool and fun, and people will get to learn sort of more about a couple of topics rather than just always stories. Yeah. Why don't you, we're about out of time. We've got about 30 seconds left. Uh, thanks to everybody who's listened to us this year. It's been a wonderful year and we hope to make next year really fun. What would you say? And that's, that's the thing. If nobody listens to this, if nobody shares this, this magic doesn't happen. So thank you guys so much. I also want to point out, we got a couple things going on in the community. Get out to, uh, the law enforcement game this Saturday, get involved in your community. I love it. Yeah. Thanks everybody. Thank you, Dr. Sellers. Here's to a great second year. It's been fun, brother. Yeah, we'll, it will continue to be. Thank you for joining us today on We Do Recover with Jared Miller. Help us spread our message of hope. Like, comment, and share. If you have any topics or ideas for future shows, please share that on our Facebook page. That Facebook page is We Do Recover with Jared Miller. If you or a loved one needs help, please reach out to us. Again, thank you for listening. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. This has been a production from a podcast studio.